breaking a leg. Hello, uh, my name's Oliver Double and this is a new podcast I'm doing called Breaking a Leg. Uh, it's incredibly niche. If more than 10 people listen to this or any of the other episodes I do, I'll be delighted. So what this is, um, I am a lecturer in drama at the University of Kent and before I was a university lecturer, I used to be a comedian uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, doing stand-up comedy for ages and running comedy clubs and so on. And I've written a couple of books about stand-up, um, stand-up on being a comedian and getting the joke, which has come out in two different editions, plus a book about uh, British variety theatre called Britain Had Talent. And um, I'm going to be doing a show, a stand-up show, called Break a Leg at the Gulbenkian Theatre in Canterbury on Sunday the 6th of December at 7.30pm. And what I thought would be quite interesting, I've not come across this before, I mean, loads of people may have done this before, but I've not come across it, although I am quite new to the world of podcasting. I thought I would do a making of podcast. So this is going to be about the process of making a stand-up show. So we are several months away from the show. So we're taking it from the comparatively early stages through the agonising process of you know, getting the material together and kind of getting it into my head so I can perform it, right up to the performance. And the kind of things we might focus on in, in the episodes are things like the notebook in which most of the material's sitting at the moment. It's a yellow Simpsons notebook with Homer Simpson on the front, uh, which has scribbled notes for jokes and even some drawings for some of the things I'm going to do in the show. I'm going to talk to you about making the poster for the show. I'm talk going to talk to you about doing the PowerPoint for the show. Um, I'm going to talk about rehearsing do comedians rehearse and probably most of them don't but i've got to um and doing some of the songs that i'm going to do to do with the show i, I might have an episode about my previous full-length stand-up show saint pancreas which i did in 2006 and then at the end we'll hear a recording of the actual show and we'll see whether it's worked that well or not um and then there might be one afterwards sort of reflecting back on it uh, so yeah, it's a kind of making of documentary series uh, with an uncertain ending because we don't know whether the show is going to be any good or not. Um, but what is the show going to be about? Because it's also about that. It's also about what the show is about. And what the show is about is that it, at the end of January this year, 2015, I fell over in the street on an ill-advised early morning jog and broke my femur very, very badly and had to have a... Uh, P, what's it called? A PFNA put in. It's a massive piece of metal inside my femur bone, um, which it stands for proximal femoral nail anti-rotation. That's what it is. That's in my leg, and you know, breaking your leg. It might not sound like that big of a deal, but actually, it was a really, really serious thing to happen um i mean the operation where they put the pnfa into you into your femur involves cutting your leg open in three places and actually recovering from the the trauma of having your muscles cut is serious i mean i had to learn to walk again and i, I was uh, on a zimmer frame and housebound for a month 
uh, and then I was walking with crutches for a long time and, and then a walking stick and yesterday uh, was the end of my recovery process in fact my leg is not back to normal but yesterday um, was the, the end of the six month period and that was very significant for me because uh, I was told that I couldn't do any sporting activity for six months and that I couldn't drink alcohol for six months and uh, so yesterday for the first time I was uh, able to do both things, uh, sporting activity and alcohol. And uh, what we've got next is a recording of what I just got back from the swimming pool for my first swim in over six months. Um, so let's have a listen to that. Breaking a leg. It's the 31st of July 2015 and that's quite significant for me because it's, th it's um, six months since my accident and when I saw the surgeon who treated my leg um, back in March when he signed me off uh, he said that I couldn't drink alcohol or do sporting activities until the end of six months and it is the end of six months so <laughs> this morning I got completely drunk no I didn't I uh, I uh, went to the swimming pool and I've been doing water walking at the swimming pool uh, at the advice of a physiotherapist. Uh, she asked, actually advised me to swim, but I said, well, the surgeon had told me I couldn't swim because I asked him specifically. And uh, she, she suggested water walking. Now, I reckon if I'd asked him about water walking, he'd have probably said no to that as well. But it's been brilliant at building my leg strength back up because my leg's still pretty emaciated compared with the other leg. But I've been looking forward to swimming um, ever since I started the water walking a couple of months ago. And uh, so I had my first swim today and the swimming pool is divided into three lanes. And, you know, by speed. And I thought it was like slow, medium, fast in that order. But it's actually slow, fast, medium. So I got into the fast lane and I was swimming. And the first couple of strokes I went, oh, wow, wow, that actually kind of hurts. Um, in 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 the muscle, you know, where uh, the leg is he is healing, uh, because actually it's it's much less a problem with bone than with muscle now, um, because um, it's it's where they cut the leg. They had to cut the leg open in three places to to get the big metal thing in, into my femur, and. Uh, so yeah, I did a couple of lengths in the fast lane and then I went, okay, I can't do the fast lane yet. I really felt the pressure, you know. Um, so I got out and, and, and completed the swim in the uh, medium lane, which was fine. That was the right, that was the right pace. And it, it was actually the least crowded lane. Um, and when I got out, my leg felt pretty tired. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I did. And then I went and, for old times' sake, and uh, and got into the the, the kiddie pool to do the water walking. Um, and the, the old lady that I talked to, who also does water walking, there had a chat with me about swimming and things. And then I've come home and I've had my breakfast, and I'm just about to go into work. So that's really cool. Later, I am going to be trying my first alcohol for six months, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Breaking a leg. Okay, so that was that was how I felt when I got back from the swimming pool in Whitstable, where I live, yesterday morning. And there's definitely going to be stuff about the process of going to the pool in the show. 
unfortunately, nothing happened to me while I was in the swimming pool that was funny, or that I didn't have any ideas of things to do with that. But I've been water walking in the pool as part of my physiotherapy uh, for probably at least two months, and uh, that's yielded at least probably a couple of minutes that's going to go into the show. Might talk about that in a, in a later episode. But I've got some more audio for you now. Okay, so the next thing you're going to hear is last night we had a couple of friends round for dinner and I had my first glass of red wine in over six months and uh, oh it packs quite a punch when you've not had any for a while so let's let's hear how that went breaking a leg it is what's the date today the 31st of July and it is six months since my accident and that means that as of this day I can engage in sporting activity and drinking alcohol and amazingly I did sporting first because this morning I did swimming and now I'm about to drink alcohol for the first time in six months Uh, (laughs) um, actually I didn't uh, say when I recorded after swimming this morning that uh, I thought of a joke while I was in the swimming pool I'm not going to tell you it now because that's obviously going to ruin it for the show but um, it's not something that actually happened but it's something that I thought would be funny if it had so I'm going to say that it did in the show (laughs) anyway how cryptic is that? Um, I'm going about to have my first sip of wine. I'm with friends as well. So, uh, how is the wine? It's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So it's very nice. Is the official verdict. <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, let's have a taste. I feel slightly shaking inside at the momentous emotion <laughs> that's bringing forward. That's absolutely amazing. Like some would say giving up alcohol for six months would be something that maybe you'd just want to keep on not drinking alcohol like my brother did when he had flu one time but um no that's for losers uh basically you've got to keep drinking you've got to you've got to start drinking don't you think don't you think it'd be tragic if i'd just gone oh i haven't got a staying power to try and start drinking again <laughs> so yeah that's absolutely amazing and what I'm kind of hoping is that I'm going to get like double value out of alcohol now that uh, just for a little while while my body adjusts my tolerance will be quite low therefore I'll get drunk quicker which you know it's bargain don't you think definitely mm. yeah. yeah um actually both both uh, Joe and Tom are um a teetotal and uh, both intend to be so I think you did you not if you could start drinking alcohol are you Okay, well, they tell us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Tom in the background, but Joe's just keeping quiet because he just doesn't want to be the internet, but he kind of is. If you could hear shuffling in the background, that's Joe. I'll try to goad him into speaking now. Hello. There he is. I'm, I'm going to stay to you, I think, for the time being. Okay, what about you, Tom? Yeah. What's okay. your reason for being too Joe? Um, being. seeing alcohol from the side of the person not drinking it and not massively being impressed oh yeah Although, that's because Joe's been to teenage parties and seen people throwing up and, uh, oh I thought yeah. he meant you uh, <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> sure. the mandolin comes out and, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if that lasts fresh this week but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe comes back from teenage parties and just comes back with this wry amusement at the antics he's seen <laughs> Wow, I do actually feel quite, quite, I, I can actually, I don't know if it's just, you know, placebo effect, but I do feel, I did use that a little bit, Jack, 
did you? Yeah. I do feel a little bit, not tipsy, but I can, I do, yeah, warm. Let's put it that way. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, I did actually think, one thing I did think, which would be quite funny to, to not drink right up to the show and then have a drink on stage and see... <laughs> <laughs> see what would happen, but that could go two ways. Funny would be a hopeful outcome. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think hilarity would ensue, but not necessarily. There's a difference between laughing, expense. well, laughing at and laughing with, isn't it? <laughs> I always think that about um, Katie Hopkins that she's not learned to distinguish between good and bad attention. That's a very good way of putting. Although I wonder whether she maybe has distinguished and. And she's, care. She knows that if she's goading for the bad attention, then she doesn't have to feel bad if she gets bad attention. If people say, your opinions are wrong, and she's deliberately trying to get that response, then she doesn't have to feel bad. Whereas if she says something... Or she's like one of those people who has sort of parents who ignore her the whole time, and so has learned to basically play with her faeces in front of her mum and dad, because it's the only way she's ever going to get any attention. That's definitely my favourite Katie Hopkins analogy. It's quite good, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's you can almost see her literally doing it. <laughs> that's that's going to be the latest show: massaging poos with Katie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Channel Four. Go for that. Oh well, yes, I, th- I think I definitely think um, <laughs> alcohol's affecting my powers of comic inventiveness. Right, I think that's probably enough uh, podcasting. There we go. Actually, let's see if we can capture a slurp. Here we go. Yes, very nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, look, Breaking a leg. Right, I don't know a lot about podcasting, but I think what you just heard is pretty much podcasting gold. Seriously, I don't know a lot about podcasting. I um, I do have an iPod and I've had one for several years, but I don't have time in my life to walk around listening to um, 45 minutes to an hour and a half's worth of audio on a regular basis and uh, I don't have the facility to listen to podcasts in my car so the nearest I could do to listening to podcasts is downloading the file putting it onto a CD and playing it in my car stereo which I know is a really tragically middle-aged workaround but there we go. Uh, The point I'm coming to is uh, this is not a major investment of your time if you if you're even vaguely interested in listening to this podcast because that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, the idea is that each one is only going to be about, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. So you just, you know, if you've got to walk somewhere, a little, you know, walk into town or something and then walk back, you know, you've, you've got time for a good episode or two. Um, I don't know how regularly I'm going to have time to do these and I'm just about to go away on holiday, so it's not a great time to be launching. But anyway, that's the first episode of Breaking a Leg and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll be speaking to you soon. I don't know how you sign off for a podcast. How do you do it? I should probably try and think of some sort of cool catchphrase, but yeah, maybe I'll have one for you next time. Right, see you then. Bye.